What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Beneath the Beat Podcast. Today, our guest is Ben Schuler. He is originally from Saginaw, Michigan, but now currently resides in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's been making quite a name for himself down there. He just released a new single, Chapter 6, Not Enough, which is located on all streaming platforms, so go check it out. Without further ado, Mr. Ben Schuler. Ben and I go way back, all the way to the CMU days. We were playing together. Very, very good time. Um, I just like, it was so interesting because I, I went to CMU and I didn't really know anybody. And um, I started meeting some people in the School of Music. And I got, I think I got introduced to you through like Kevin Keith. Yeah, or... I think it was Kevin, yeah, it's the percussion studio people. Yeah. And then I you're like, hey, Ben, you what's that? I was just gonna say, I think it was at one of their parties at like uh, Adam and George's place. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for a drummer. He's like, yo, I'm a drummer. And we <laughs> like hammered at this random party. And just like... <laughs> I was like, dude, I like this guy. And uh, so then we started playing together. It was just a lot of fun. Um, and it was just like meeting Adam and uh, everybody it was like it was just a blast and just like playing some shows and it was like really cool because I went from like not knowing anybody to like immediately knowing a bunch of people and like playing some music so it was like really you know it was my first year of college so it was a really nice like okay I'm in college and I feel like I'm you know I feel like I can I have friends now you know I went up to see me all by myself and I had you know I didn't oh, really know anybody I so. didn't know this cute side of it like I <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that we were an important part to your early CMU experience. Yeah, man, <laughs> and it was just a blast playing with you guys. And I, that's something I noticed from you super quickly um, is just your work ethic. And we're gonna we're gonna get into like the whole realm of Mr. Ben Schuler. But the first thing that I noticed about you is how serious you took your music, how serious you took the stage presence how serious you took rehearsals um and like your overall work ethic was just it was top top notch and i think that's from an early age that was inspiring to me um and i think that's what really helped you get to where you're at and i, I want to like talk about that in more in depth because i feel like a lot of musicians might be feeling like they're hitting a wall or um he, he, they're they're not getting something not something's not happening and i think it's important for people to know um that work ethic is a is everything when it comes to being a musician it's what helps you stand out because in in today's day and age too everybody's there's so many people on youtube so many people on spotify there's so many people doing all of these things what are you doing to push yourself above that you know to get to that next level to get that recognition that you deserve. And I, I feel like you're a huge example of that. So, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. That's a, a lot of kind words coming. Yeah, up. man. So let's talk about like your, so you just released a new EP. Yeah. Well, um, in the process of it, actually, it's kind of like a evolving album as it's going on. It's, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm putting out a new, a new song video every summer or every, uh, every month of, it started like in June. And uh, so I'm, I'm like, going on chapter five right now each each month has a new chapter and they're all kind of like interlinked together so it's been this this cool experience to see kind of how it's evolving as it goes but i love it man and i love the music and for everybody ben schuler it's chapter four uh somebody else um and it's on spotify 
be somebody else. I'm sorry. Um, and it's on Spotify. A lot of all the singles are on YouTube. So check it out. My, I, I think overall, I, 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 Zach and I were talking about this. We really appreciate the, the ethereal vibe to yeah. it and okay. the, and both the underlying hip hop grooves, which is sure. so cool. Sure. <laughs> and I, I, I like, I'll just sit there and listen to it when I'm like doing work, you know what I mean? I appreciate um, that. It means a lot. On a loop. <laughs> That's dope, yeah. And that was the, and that was another thing is uh, uh, cruising altitude when that came out. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. I was like, that is sweet. I got to do something with that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you killed that. You killed that drum cover of it. That was sick. Thanks, man. Yeah. I was, I was um, so you're, you're releasing a new tune every month. Um, yeah. Kind of what, what inspired you to, I guess what inspired you to release a new strain of music slash what inspires you to do it in that fashion? Yeah. So this whole album that I'm doing right now is kind of this uh, commentary on our generation, I guess, and our like obsession with the internet and social media and how it's kind of changed the way we interact with each other and the way we view ourselves. Um, and that kind of just came from, I've built my whole life based around the you know my whole career is based on the internet and you know it, it was a new thing when we were coming up trying to figure out what to do in music it was like oh youtube and you know spotify and social media and i could oh i'm getting new followers and fans but they're all through the internet and you don't realize you know at the time but it's it's a totally different like way to shape how we grow up than you know our parents did especially like so people who are coming up in the music industry in the 90s had a completely different way and so I guess um, like last winter, I started like, you know, getting this idea together because I realized that even, you know, the, the success that I had reached, like I still wasn't happy. And I was like, I was like trying to figure out like wh why, you know, I, I've had all these things that I said I wanted two years before, like now I'm, I should be like, you know, super great with everything. Um, so I just kind of got this idea to get the ball rolling on this, this project and um, it, it just kind of like, once I got one song, the first, the first one I wrote was actually be somebody else the one that just came out. And like, um, after that, they all just kind of started coming out. There was like all these different angles of, of how social media and the internet have just influenced, you know, mostly for the worse, um, mm. our mental health and, you know, my own struggles with, with trying to be a musician in this internet age and, uh, putting it out one song at a time was kind of just like how our brains you know how our audience processes new content these days everything is so like we want it right now we want it like but we also our attention span is zero so you know if i would have you know said nothing released an album it could have been like you know someone listens to one or two songs like oh that's cool he released an album but i feel like releasing it one at a time with you know a full production music video to kind of get the point across behind each one kind of you know is parallel to how our minds think these days being so programmed by the internet to, you know, consume content the way that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see, you see a lot of artists that are doing that right now. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of people have their own take on why they do it. Um, but I definitely think that is the underlying foundation behind all of it is mm -hmm. that is the way that we consume content now, you know, everybody, everybody has zero patience <laughs> they just want, they just, you right. know, one song at a time. And, um, and I don't, I think that's, I think that's 
awesome. And I think that's the way that's a, that's a push forward in the direction of releasing music. Um, yeah. I mean, for better or worse, it's just yeah. the way that mm-hmm. our, yeah. our uh, audiences mm-hmm. work now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think it's, if I had to say my opinion on like releasing it one, one song at a time, I think that can work in, in our benefit a lot because a lot of times I feel like in, in the album format, really, really good songs can get like lost in the mix because just because people don't have the attention span. So when you as an artist can take a step back and say one at a time, here Mm -hmm. we go, you know, and, and kind of rein yourself in, then that's, it, it creates that, that scarcity and that longing for, for the next, the next tune. That's very true. Yeah. It starts to build, build a little anticipation. Also with these, it felt like each song, you know, I wanted to say something specific with, with each one. I like I had this visual behind each one. So I knew that, you know, the best way to get that in front of the people would be to give them space and give them time. So like, you know, they have a whole month with this one and some time to get excited for the next one, as opposed to just throwing everything out, out at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I think the, the first album that I consumed in that like format was uh, Snarky Puppy. We like it here when they were mm-hmm. releasing the the album like one tune a week, and that was it was such a cool thing for me because it was like I think it was like Thursday nights or something. It became like a Thursday night ritual for my friends. You know, we would all yeah. get together and <laughs> sit there and be like, "All right, new Snarky Puppy tune just dropped. Mm-hmm. Let's go." Hey, it's like yeah. a like a TV show almost. It's like yeah, a, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I never made that correlation before. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. Cause like, like, I think that's the way that the music industry is headed, but then TV has taken like the opposite route. <laughs> where it's like, they just release everything. And I mean, I don't know. Do you guys watch the show? The boys? No. Oh man. Oh man. It's so good. So it's essentially if you were to take superheroes and put them into real life society, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I've the boys to watch that. Yeah, it's so good. And so they uh, season two just wrapped up and they released like on the release day, they released like the first three episodes. And then after that, for the rest of the season, they released one every Friday and fans all over the internet were blowing up over over this they're like writing the boys terrible reviews saying, no yeah they're like this release schedule is awful <laughs> <laughs> like like there's so many comments just saying the release schedule is awful i just want to binge the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah. i wow. wonder i wonder what like what societally makes those things so different where it's like tv we want to we want to just sit down and binge all of it, but music we're okay. And we like it better if it's released one at a time. I wonder what that shift is. Yeah. I wonder like, so I almost think that the audience might prefer if they had it all at once, like an album from a musician, but it's in the musician's best interest. Just like, I think it was in the show, the boy's best interest to release it one by one because mm. it does keep that anticipation. So yeah, the, the I think the audience for TV just got used to the way that, you know, they could binge watch everything right away and they got a little, I don't know. So when they see someone doing the, the opposite way, they're like, oh, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah, we thought everyone was going to do like this. Yeah. But for music, we're kind of just being like, suck it up. This is how we're going to release it. We know right. it's for us. Like, you know, if you're going to listen to the music, you're going to listen to the way that I want you to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. that's um, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point. 
Um, and I think also along those lines, it makes every tune just a little bit more special too. I think so. As, as a, as like a, as a composer, yeah. um, you know, as an artist, it just makes every tune special, a little bit more special because you, you have a release for every single tune and you're doing it in, a, in an order um, in a chronological order that m- makes sense to you. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it just, for me, it just means a lot more each in each individual part of the album. Oh, 100%. That's what I liked. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of like Tom Mish, but mm-hmm. when he released, uh, <laughs> what's the name of that album? He released an album and he did kind of the same thing Snarky Puppy did where he released most of it and he would release it once a week. Um, but then there were some songs that he didn't release. Um, and then it built all the way up to the album. So it made those songs kind of stick out too, which was, which I found very interesting. It's like, Oh, I haven't heard this song. I've heard these three, these five or six songs, but then there's these three that I haven't heard. Oh, that's cool. So I just like, listen, I still listen through the album that way. Um, yeah. It's all experimental. Like there's no right or wrong answer. Everyone's still kind of trying to figure out how we're supposed to, interact with content in this era like everything's changing all the time Mm -hmm. yeah so speaking of content you my friend are i feel kind of a master of that domain i've done a lot of content (laughs) you have done a lot of content um i just want to share this picture with everybody really quick oh what what is this uh oops way to go i should probably not stop my video to do that (laughs) i don't even know how to share a picture on zoom i'm kind of zoom illiterate it's okay so is andy (laughs) yeah i'm still working it out (laughs) so we have this picture right here oh man did some yeah so this picture first of all could you kind of explain what this is is <laughs> well, we yeah, we know but and for everybody that's listening this is ah, ben Schuler holding the gold play button from gold, youtube yeah it's a you know a big milestone on youtube when you hit your one millionth subscriber they say one of those guys and uh, they look nice and fancy i've meant i still haven't hung mine up it's still sitting in there but i'm gonna figure <laughs> it out at some point <laughs> It's yeah, it's just off. it's just collecting dust. I don't know. <laughs> Still in its case, but but the picture is up though, so that's really. I mean, if that doesn't say anything about our society, I don't know what does. Yeah. <laughs> but just because I wanted to take the picture with it, and then it's just sitting in my closet. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know Davy Five Hundred Four from mm-hmm. YouTube? The bass player. He's like slappers. <laughs> he's he's fucking hilarious but he he got the gold play button and he oh. made a bass guitar out of it oh no way <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's super he, cool he made a youtube video of turning his play button into a bass guitar it was, it was really cool i've that's seen really a lot cool. of creative videos from like those niche channels that are like you know the channel that they just drill into everything and see like what's inside of this and so obviously when they got their play button they had to cut it open and see what was inside a play button <laughs> so I, I really i like those creative channels when they do stuff like that i'm not sure what i would what i would do <laughs> you just let it collect us it's all good <laughs> <laughs> i make a youtube video that's like my play button in my class <laughs> just like a time lapse of like over the years just collecting <laughs> dust <laughs> yeah. yeah that would actually be really good 
yeah make like it. a two minute video of this, <laughs> this play button collecting dust true <laughs> artists right there yeah true so artiste. so let's let's talk about youtube for a second how yeah. did you how did you go about building such a massive following on youtube yeah so youtube i mean andy remembers back in the day when we did a i mean you you were a I don't know if you were ever really like in those videos, but you were, we were making them at the time. Like when we did college style and stuff, I feel like you made a, a little cameo. Did and I? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I took some clips of our, uh, one of our shows and I think. I nice. Took, yeah. Yeah. I had to make sure you, you got a second, but I was probably playing it like quadruple forte playing louder <laughs> no, than you were up here. I, I, I'm going to find that clip and show it to you. <laughs> you were doing like, going. <laughs> but it lined up with the beat really well. Like, I don't know. It was perfect. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I started doing college where I just was like, um, you know, not being anywhere near the music industry. To me, it was like, oh, how could I, you know, find an audience? So I can make covers. Everyone makes covers. So I started making covers and I made a lot of them and started, um, you know, building up an audience doing that. And I would do really simple ones where I would just like, I have my computer set up where you could see like my keyboard and my microphone. And I, I would do like, 30 of them just like that where I'd record it and like not even move the camera so I could it was like quantity over quality basically and like I would still you know take my time and make sure they sounded good but I wasn't trying to do anything creative with the video I wasn't trying to make cool arrangements I was just like I'm gonna play this song on piano and sing it and because I didn't know what I was doing I just knew that I needed to get stuff out there and slowly started to build some momentum I started doing some more complicated videos some like more creative stuff I did this thing for a while where I would uh I had a twin um, where like I would, you know, just set the tripod and, you know, have me on one side and then, you know, have me on the side and just let them blend it together or whatever. And it was like a running joke in my channel that like, you know, Ben has a twin and like sometimes he shows up and sings <laughs> duets with him. Um, <laughs> I did videos with that, with that guy. Um, uh, yeah. And so I, you know, built up this following doing covers started getting some success on like once streaming was huge once spotify became a real big thing like there's a huge audience for acoustic covers on spotify and so i started making money which i hadn't been doing before so that was like the, the coolest thing when i was able to quit my serving job shout out red lobster mm. cheddar bay biscuits man Those are <laughs> shout out to red lobster <laughs> shout out to the red lob but uh red lob yeah we were we were the lob stars <laughs> dude that just reminds me of space jam yeah that's what they're gonna be in the in the new one there's a new one coming out with lebron i'm super yeah cool. man i can't wait for that they're gonna be lobster aliens gonna be i'm gonna lobster. get drunk and go watch it uh, that sounds like the best <laughs> option <laughs> oh yeah but uh Anyway, yeah, so I was doing a lot of covers. I found that found these other two dudes on the internet, and we started the Nerd Out group, which uh, totally different thing that I never knew existed. It's you know music. We make music that's based on nerd culture, so mm. like, themed around like you know comic books, superhero like uh, Marvel movies, Star Wars, video games, like TV shows, um, and built up just like a really passionate following for that. And that became like a very structural. Like, we put out a new song every week. There's me and there's a rapper and so we kind of switch back and forth. Like he'll do a song and I'll do a song. Um, so we're not like, you know, killing ourselves trying to put out new stuff, but it is very like structured and scheduled. Um, 
but that just like grew over time. And that's like, I think I'm getting close to hitting 3 million subscribers. That's what the, the, the plaque is for. Uh, but yeah, so that's just continued to snowball. So that's been, been great. And, uh, oh, you know, led me to be able to do a lot of new things, but like collaborating with a lot of different YouTubers, like names that I never like would have been able to do otherwise. And, uh, so I, I don't say like I've ever really set out to be a YouTuber. It just kind of like because I was trying to find an avenue to grow myself as an artist and a musician, like YouTube became this platform that I was able to kind of take advantage of and really, you know, grow with. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. And, it, and it's crazy because earlier we were talking about like the negatives of social media, but then there's huge positives right. that come with it too, mm -hmm. you know? Right? No, it's such a double-edged sword. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I, this whole album kind of touches on how, like, I know how negative it is. Well, why don't you just quit it? It's like, I can't because it's like, I need it at the same time. Like, I, I'm, I'm very aware of how harmful it is, but I also know that like, without it, I lose everything that I've built. Mm -hmm. So it's like this terrible, like damn if you do, damn if you don't type of situation. Yeah. But in that too, now you're using, but you're using your creative side to, um, to kind of speak to that with this right. new album. And I feel like in a way that could be, you know, therapeutic. It absolutely like, is 100%. Like, here is what I'm doing. Here is like here is my music that speaks to the negative side of this. But in that, you know, you're going back to when you were a kid and playing piano for the first time. And like, this is why I fell in love with music in the first place. Cause I can emote what I'm feeling right now through this in ways that uh, speaking in words just can't, you know? Right. And so. yeah, especially with these, like I, you know, I can write a million breakup songs or like random love songs that are just, you know, generic, whatever. But this, I felt like, like you're saying, I'm actually like emoting, I'm getting out like these true feelings that I had and like real, from real experiences. And so, yeah, definitely been therapeutic. And um, yeah, one of the great things about music is that when you have difficult times, you have a way to, ex to express yourself through it. And I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah. And dude, I mean, I'm, I've, I've always been a fan of yours, dude. I, I, I you're, a super talented dude, super talented musician, producer, composer. Um, but just there's something about these tunes that really was different and really spoke to me. And I, you know, I honestly didn't know that that was the meaning that was like the inspiration behind it, but mm -hmm. there was just something about it. It was just like, man, this is so cool and different. And I just, you know, so it's amazing. And that's where, that's where, our personal experiences putting into our musical, our creativity, people can take different things from that. You know, mm -hmm. they can put their own experiences into that too, right, which I think right. is so awesome. No, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I, I'm yeah, man. Like the new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Well that like talking about like how everyone can take something different from music. It's like, it's like, I feel like, that's one of the things that drew me to specifically instrumental music. You know what I mean? Cause there's no words for anyone to, you know, pull at it. It's, it's all, it's all just the emotion that you take from, from the music, you know, and I, I watched this, this video uh, earlier. It was uh, Jacob Collier. We all know Jacob Collier, right? 
Ben, do you it know sounds familiar. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's disgusting. I just looked up the other day. He's two days older than me. And I was like, what? Be like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like he's <laughs> two days older than me and has like, I don't know, six Grammys or something like that. It's like, what okay. the hell, dude? But he's he, a, yeah. um, he was playing Danny boy through, uh, I think it was like 18 different emotions that were thrown at him randomly via iPad. Oh man. And it's, it's wild for him to talk about. And then like, after he plays it, he goes back and analyzes it and said, so here's what I was thinking. This emotion came up and I knew that these kind of feels you'll notice I was playing a little louder there and I was playing in a really low register for the angry emotion. It's like things like that. It's, it's so crazy. And there's some things that are universal, but some things that can be taken in totally different ways. And I think metal is a really great example of, of that. Like metal yeah. heads are oh, oftentimes yeah. some of the nicest people I've ever met, <laughs> but sometimes I listen to metal and I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, like, what is that? So yeah, no, it, it's a crazy thing about music. I think we've got a beautiful art form that we all participate in, you know? So 100%. So Ben, you and I was, I was, I was not shocked by any means, but you kind of just took everything and moved to Nashville. What was that experience for you like? And what is the Nashville experience in general? Sure. I mean, the, the moving experience was, you know, great. I'm so glad I did it because it was as much as I missed and I, you know, had that fear of leaving because missing all my friends, not, you know, missing the support system that I had. Um, obviously you're, you're scared of that, but just getting out, like there's so much more for the music industry here. It's like everybody in Nashville is, is involved in the music industry in some way. Wow. And so it's just going anywhere. Like there's a, a million shows going on every night, you know, except for right now because of COVID obviously. Right. But, yeah. um, you can literally just, you know, walk into any venue and you're going to find 20 other people that are just like you who, you know, moved from their hometown to Nashville to pursue it. And so you're, you're only rubbing shoulders with the most like dedicated people, the people that are like really believe in themselves and who want to be there. And so you're just surrounded by so much talent and it, it just kind of, you know, it inspires you. You're definitely like motivated by the other people around you. You're always seeing, you know, other people up the bar and like, wow, I'm, you know, just saw a show from my friend who just did this and like, you know, it gave me so many good ideas on something I could do with myself because everybody here is just taking it to another level all the time. And that's so cool. Yeah. So, so have, I know there's, what is it? Broadway is the street that has all those bars and everything. I've, uh, I've been actually spent a little bit of time in Nashville in January and also in November. That's pretty much, I mean, it seemed like it was tourist central. So I was like, okay, there's lots of bars, there's live music, let's go. Right. So, but is that, is that street with all those bars, is that hard to break into as far as like playing live or? That's a different world than what I was kind of just describing, I guess, because that is definitely like the tourist spot. That's mm-hmm. more, um, um, it's like I have a lot of friends who play on Broadway too, but that's more of like the, uh, you know, you're, you're playing four hour cover sets. Yeah. That, that, like, and a lot of those like artists are pursuing their artist thing outside of that too. Okay. And, uh, but you know, that they're paying the bills by playing at honky tonk central from, you know, 10 to two every night kind of thing. Okay. Uh, that's like their day job. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. yeah. 
I would say, yeah. So like uh, Nashville definitely has different scenes and like, it does make sense why, you know, if you're visiting, you see like, oh, this is the music scene in Nashville, but I don't even consider that the music scene here. That's like the, the tourist scene where, you know, obviously a lot of the really talented musicians play. Um, but when those artists go and play their original shows, they're not playing them. At <laughs> they're playing them at, you know, the High Watt or Mercy Lounge or, you know, one of the other venues in town that focuses on the original music. And there's, you know, a big audience of obviously people in town that are really into that too, like less of the tourists and more of the locals. Um, so I guess to answer your other question, is it hard to break into that? It, I would assume so. I don't know a whole lot about it because it's never been something that I've been pursuing first of all because i'm not a country guy so i don't mm, like mm, need mm. to do that in the first place i'd have to learn 400 country songs that i don't know yeah uh, or yeah. want to know yeah sure <laughs> hey some some country's good man you can't, oh no i mean you, you definitely yeah. you get an appreciation for when you're down here for sure like as someone who doesn't listen to it you can definitely you know hear the good songs like a good song is going to be a good song in any genre it does definitely right. uh, matter there but uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you're down here as a tourist, like to me, I, you know, I love taking people to Broadway, like when I have friends visit and stuff. And it's, it's grown a lot even since I've been here. It's a lot less just for tourists now. There's a lot of like cool spots on there that are for like local young adults. Um, but the actual like the music industry side, like the music scene, I guess you would say, is more in the, the smaller venues and the side, you know, side parts of town, the little pockets like East Nashville midtown like little little areas like that where uh not less foot traffic i guess but that's where you're gonna find the the talented original artists and you know all kinds of different genres mm -hmm. uh, that have come from all over the country to grow here that's that's cool that's good to know because i i um <laughs> my dad lives in florida and so I usually drive when I go to see him and Nashville is like a really good halfway point. Right. So that's, that's why I was there both times is the second time it was kind of planned. And the first time my buddy and I were like, we're just going to drive straight through. And we got to Nashville around dinner time, <laughs> and we were like, Oh, let's stop here for food. And then yeah. we're like, Hey, this looks pretty cool. Why don't we just stay the night? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool though. That's cool. So you I said it was like East Nashville, right? Yeah. Like East Nashville. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, like Nashville's, there's a lot more than just Broadway, I guess. Like it's not even necessarily like that you can't be downtown. There's little venues and stuff around there too. Mm -hmm. Just like Broadway in general is more for, it's the show. It's like the the Nashville experience where mm -hmm. you're, you're going to come and you're going to hear your favorite country hits from, you know, all your favorite artists. And uh, I mean, it's a great time. I have a blast down on Broadway still. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the music scene in Nashville. Yeah. Well, and I like the idea of being in, a, being in a place where everybody around you is doing like the same, like not the same thing, but like in, mm -hmm. in the music industry. Right. So it, there, there is something to attest to when you're being, when you're around people that are all in the music industry, there is a there is an extra inspiration and, and, and push from everybody. It's like, um, it's like when you're a part of like the, the way I guess I can equate it is like, if you're, you know, you join the Chicago bulls back in the, in the nineties, yeah. it's like, everybody <laughs> has like this drive and this push to like mm -hmm. win a championship or like do like go the extra mile. Um, 
So like, how, how do you feel like just being in that culture? How has that shaped maybe your, like your sound? Do you, do you feel like that's shaped your sound a little bit? Hmm. I, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if it necessarily shaped my sound just because like we are such an internet based you right. know, music industry at this point. I feel like I'm more influenced by stuff that I've heard that's coming outside of Nashville there's there's probably some i'm sure there's some you know like when it comes to like my live show it's mm-hmm. i feel like it, it has like a little bit influence of just you know the great musicality of all the live players here is a lot different than how track based my music could be if i was in la playing shows mm-hmm. and that could still be where my music ends up going with this new stuff i'm not sure yet mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, I think just being around people that are, like you said, all really passionate about what they're doing, it kind of takes you to that next level too. There's some, I mean, it's easy to compare yourself to other people and feel, you know, down about it too. Like it's, you know, you're seeing all your friends and like you see somebody else get a great opportunity and it's like, oh man, like I'm happy for them. But like, what am I doing wrong that I'm not getting that opportunity? Mm-hmm. You definitely have to be like, you know, really on a strong will is the right word, but just like, you know, you have to believe in yourself for sure. And you have to, you know, you really know that you're on the right path and trust yourself to be able to keep doing it. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's another thing about like being in, in music or art in general. It's like, everybody has their own sound. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own thing that they do and whether that sticks out or not, you know, that's up to the people, but it's, that's what keeps it. That's what makes it so cool. You know, that's what makes it so unique. And that's why, that's why I love it so much is because not, not everybody, nobody's going to have the same sound. So you just got to go for it. You got to be off. And I think that goes to the next point is like, you got to just be off like who you are. Exactly. You got to be who you are and people, you know, and obviously for you, you are who you are and people mm-hmm. really enjoy that. I think um, if I was going up 3 there, million people. <laughs> almost almost 2.998 right 2.99999.9 but like authenticity is so important you know you you see i feel like and again i haven't lived in nashville or anything but i feel like there there might be some people that fall into well that person's pretty good and they're doing the thing so i'm going to kind of do what they're doing it's like but that's not who you are literally say that happens all the time like yeah one of my uh good friends who uh, i work with a lot he's a producer and works with a lot of country artists in town and uh it's it's kind of a running joke with me and him that like a lot of his newer clients will come in and be like because they've heard him work with this one specific client that is he's kind of like helped you know develop their sound in nashville and so a lot of them like hey i want to work with you because you can make me sound like them like do do their sound and it's like yeah, like it, but you're not them though. Like you gotta yeah. find your own thing. But the yeah. that's that's definitely a thing, you know, in any town. It's not just Nashville. You could do that in in Michigan and listening to anybody. Like I'm not, you know, free of that. There's plenty of times where I've tried to copy, you know, a sound that wasn't me necessarily. And I've I can go back to music that I've put out over the last ten years and and look at like a certain era and be like, I was trying to do this thing for a second because I thought I could be that, but like that yeah. wasn't me. Right. So like, you know, I still don't even know if like, I've really found my sound. I think that what I'm doing right now is me, but in five years, while I look back and be like, 
no, man, now I really found what was me. Like, you know, you're always evolving, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's super important, especially when you're learning music in a non-traditional sense, you know, like, I mean, in, in a traditional sense, I feel like there's, there's for sure a right and wrong way to do things in in the, you know, the Western style of like learning and playing music. But in reality, like the way that we consume music and the way that the, that, music societally is now is everyone sounds super different and really what makes it good is you being you but does that mean that these influences aren't prevalent and that you're just playing things that you didn't necessarily know of before you know what I mean it's like I think there's there's a a fine line I do think that comparing yourself to to anyone else is it's it's nothing else but damaging, you know, that's in, in my opinion, I, I think that's something that has hurt me in my, in my business, in my playing and so many aspects of life, but that doesn't mean that I still don't take those influences from, from those places. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like the influences are on so many different levels, you know, like one of, one of my best friends in music, he, he's somebody who I've, I've been influenced by him a lot as far as how I try and handle myself in situations, how I try and handle myself on stage, how I try and handle myself when I'm coming up to, you know, an improvised solo or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I'm not playing all of the same exact notes that he's playing. I'm not (laughs) saying all the same words that he's saying, you know what I mean? And one one thing I feel like in the music industry, so many people like will come down on a high horse and say, Oh dude, well, if you do this, this is how you're going to make it. You know, like somebody will say, well, dude, if you just put out this, this tune, then that'll, I swear, I swear you'll get big. And you're like, dude, hop off, bro. This is not your shit. <laughs> this is, this is my thing, you know? So, yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sure you do. You know? And that's, that's just so crazy. Cause you have like a huge following and people are still trying to say, Oh no, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always, you can always compare to how somebody else made it and like, Oh, this was successful for them. Like if I just did that, or, you know, you should just try this one thing cause they did that, but there's, you're not going to make it the way anybody else is like you are your own person. Like there's different reasons why other people became successful is because they did what worked for them. And so, well, like you're saying, you know, it's good to be influenced by people, but uh, yeah, if you try to copy them, you're, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings up a good point too, is the difference between using your influences to shape your own sound as opposed to just straight up copying them. I guess like, how would you, how would you define the difference? I mean, there's I a line. It's, yeah. it's foggy sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because there's there's plenty of times where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, try to make this sound like I want the drums to be similar to this song by the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it's it's easy to, to just use the same type of sound that worked for them, but it's not you're, you're not them. You're not going to sound like them. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if, if someone listens to that, it's just going to sound like a cheap version of the artist that you're imitating. Right. And like you listen to, and I, that's the difference. But it's like, I feel like everybody, every one of us is a melting pot mm-hmm. of influences. And that's what creates 
unique sounds you know and you get like a group of musicians together they're all melting pots and they create this like unique sound and i think there i think that's what pushes the art form forward um is like having that uniqueness and like having those different backgrounds and influences all coming together and creating this different unique sound i don't it's like having different kinds of things like influence oh we could try that to like mm. you know because I really enjoyed that album. I think that's cool as long as it speaks to your music that you're making. As long as it's like, this is the sound that I want to hear um, because this is what I hear in my head. Not necessarily because I want to sound like Stevie Wonder right. or I want to sound like the Backstreet Boys or whatever. Shout and out. I, would, I wouldn't mind sounding like either. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think that comes from this is in my opinion, probably the most important part of playing music is listening to music. Right. And, and having that foundation inside your head. And I feel like where influences really come into play is when you're pulling from that bank of things that you've heard before, you know what I mean? Where you are listening to, I don't know, let's say you're listening to Billie Eilish and you can take something from the beat that you really like and leave the other stuff behind. Like maybe it's this one little pattern in, you know, beats three and four of measure two, you know, like it's that, it's that one little nugget that you're just like, Ooh, that's, that's something. And that's how I feel like it's, it's the ability to take what you like and leave the other stuff behind. That really starts over a long time of doing that. That really starts to, to form your sound. And Ben, like you said, I feel like your sound is an ever evolving thing and absolutely, it'll never be, it'll never be exactly what you want it to be. And I think that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> you know? I do. I feel that, you know, cause I, I have like my own like practice facility and like studio. Um, and so I, I, I spend a, quite a bit of time practicing every day and I just it's it's such an internal struggle you know it's like why don't I why don't I sound like that guy I need to sound like that guy yeah and then the next day you're like listening to some other oh man I don't sound like him either like it's like this but like at the same time I'll listen to myself play and I'll be like okay yeah it's and I've had multiple people like oh dude yeah that sounds like Andy you know which that is like the great I feel like that's the great uh, the greatest compliment oh for sure you know, i don't think it's oh yeah andy sound he sounds exactly like this person right you know he's like and people he think sound- that is a compliment it was like especially in this like american idol age of everyone trying to like go out like oh this person's so great because they sound exactly like you know so and so but it's yeah. like if they sound exactly like so and so they're not going to go anywhere that's yeah. dude they sound like themselves right yeah and that's why you think of like the biggest names you think mm-hmm. of like Adele you think of like Lady Gaga you think of like I don't know Alicia Keys Alicia Keys it's like man no one sounds like them yeah and if they did they're not going to be as successful they could <laughs> you know they can make a living doing uh like cover covers set. yeah <laughs> and yeah. let me tell you there's plenty of money to be made in covers but if that's not yeah. where you want to go in the long run you got to figure out your own sound at some point yeah part one of our interview with Ben Schuler. 
Stay tuned for part two, which is coming out on Thursday, December 17th at 11 a.m. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.